We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Hi everyone, it's another podcast from us at GigPod. This is episode 145 and it's the big match preview. It's here, it's Rangers against Celtic, January the 2nd, half 12 kickoff. I'm Stevie and I'm joined by Rizzo who is finally out of his sickbed for this one. Getting right into it, John, are you well and truly recovered? And are you going to be fine for Monday when it comes to buying me pints at the pub? Or are you going to feel no well again? I'll probably feel fine up until the moment I need to pay for the drinks, and then I'll, I'll take a, a chronic pain and only leave the pub. But hello, everybody. Uh, hello to all listeners. Hi, Stevie. Apologies to the listeners for having to cancel last week's live half season review pod with uh, the three years. Unfortunately, I have had the flu for the last few weeks. I'm still, I'm still not well. I'm sure he's a little bit heartbroken to hear, but I'm. Hopefully, be on the men soon and I'll be able to go to the pub on Monday. But we'll wait and see what happens with that. But it's good to be back on Gigpod. Big match, John himself. Eh? Anyway, before we talk about the Rangers game, very quickly, uh, sum it up in 30 seconds, John. Your thoughts on the game the other night against Hibs? What a performance from Celtic. Me and Spunkphone covered it, but the audience will want to hear what you thought about the game as well. I thought we were excellent. I thought it was a bit of a, a difficult start. I thought Hibs pressed it relatively well at the start, but it was under pressure, but then we just dominated the game. I thought we were excellent. Aaron Moy has just turned into a, a great player for us. I thought he was man of the match. I thought Kyogo's goal was excellent. We need more of that for him. I thought it was an all-round great performance, and it was the sort of one that just shows that we are the best team in Scotland, which we are, and Going to places like Easter Road shouldn't hold any fear for us because we're, we're so much better than the likes of Hibs. No disrespect, but we are. But no, I thought it was one of our best performances of the season. And as I say, to, I text you the other day, since Ange was mad at the team after we beat Levy, we've scored eight goals in two games and we've been much better. So no, I thought we were great against Hibs. Dies in my head, John. Is it time for the gig pod apology to him? Or do we stand by the fact that the criticism was constructive and warranted at the time, but he hasn't half shut us up, has he? Well, I mean, we've always liked him, don't forget, in this pod. We did go ballistic over his performance at Ibrox last season. No, I think it was constructive. And, I mean, he is still a, a strange player. I mean, he misses a sitter, then a minute later scores a wonder goal and set up the first goal as well. No, I mean, we always know that Ange likes him and we did criticise him and he has had some poor performances. But, no, he's, he's proven his wrong from now and hopefully he can do that again on Monday and I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Right, let's talk about Monday now and get into this game, John. I mean, our form is just unbelievable. We've won our last five matches. To be fair, Rangers have won four out of four since Michael Beale took over. But you look at us, I mean, I was saying it to Spunk Phone uh, last night when we were recording. 
That's 18 wins out of 19 games, scored 61 goals, only 15 against. And John, we're going into this in such red hot form. If we were going into this game, say in ropey form, we don't win maybe the last two out of five or whatever, we'd be quite nervous going into it and we wouldn't be the favourites. But we are getting into this game very confident. We've went to tough places already um, since we've come back for the break. Pitodry, scrappy one there. Then we went to Easter Road, which, as I've said, historically hasn't been kind to us. And we go and turn over Hibs. So, yes, we know what it's going to be like at Ibrooks, John. We always talk about how we can't go into these games against Rangers, no matter what, thinking it's a gimme. And it won't be in a few days either. It's going to be a really difficult game. But how are you feeling getting into this one? I'm confident that we're going to win because I think we're a much better team than Rangers. I know we're going about how it's Ibrooks, and of course, there's good old VAR to take into account. But I mean, if we're going to somewhere like Tynecastle, I mean, let's see on Monday. I mean, okay, we think it'd be a tough game, but we don't think we're going to win. And as it stands now, I mean, it's no, it's no being big-headed or arrogant or anything, but it's just like the facts are there. We are a better team than the Rangers now, and we should be treating it like just a normal game. I mean, obviously we know we can't because it is the, the derby and it's the biggest game all and it's the only game where winning's more, winning means more because obviously it does. I mean, obviously it, it will be a bit different just because it's Rangers and the rivalry. But no, I'm I'm confident because I think this is a very good Celtic team and I think that we're, we're more than capable of going to Ibrox and winning. I mean, I know it's Ibrox and it'll not be easy and it's never easy, but... This select team domestically, at least, is on a different level. And I'm fully confident that we can go Ibrox and win. If I end up having to eat my words, so be it. But this select team shouldn't be worried about playing MD in Scotland. This select team should be going to everywhere in Scotland and handily winning because they're so good. And that's how I'm feeling getting into the game. See, our team man for man is just better than Rangers. That's a simple fact of it. Again, not being arrogant, and you look at the fact that we've got goal scorers all over the pitch, that system just suits every single one of them. You know, with 61 goals compared to Rangers 44, and they've conceded three more than us, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? So I don't think, you know, you're being arrogant at all. It is just a simple fact that man for man, well, the better side. You know, I, I did predict, didn't I, that it's going to be a draw, and I would take a draw right now, but this is where me and you clashed last season, John, because last season I said in the 2-1 game that we won, I would take a draw before the kickoff, and you were going mad at me saying, no, we need to win this. And of course, everybody knows by now how right you were and the win was vital. But getting into this one, how do you feel? Do you think we definitely still need to win or would you be content with a draw? How would you feel if you know we came out with a point? I mean, it'd be a, a, a fine result if we drew. I mean, we'd still be nine points ahead. But no, again, we need to win. It would put massive doubts into their minds about Michael Beale. I mean, I know they've won every game, but for what I've saw, they haven't been convincing. I mean, even the Rangers fans I know, I think this is bravado, though. I don't believe them. They're saying, like, a draw would be okay and the league's over. I don't believe that for a minute. If they win on Sunday, they'll be, they'll be on Monday, I mean, they'll be full of the quote-unquote battle fever. Uh, so, I don't believe that for a minute. They'll still think they can win the league, especially if they win. So, no... I suppose technically a draw is a decent result, but no, go there and win. Put down a marker for the rest of the season. Show what everybody knows, that we're the best team in Scotland. I mean, going 12 points ahead in January would be sensational. I mean, I still think if that happened, the team would still keep going. We wouldn't start slatting off or anything like that. But no, 
again, it's a must-win for a number of reasons. It would get one over in Michael Beale, who's this tactical genius, apparently, who's coming in to rescue Rangers. It would just show again how good we are. And it'd be good, to, I don't re- I don't know if I expect this, but it'd be good to go and win like 2 or 3 nothing because, I mean, we've no won at Ibrox that often recently. The last time we did last season, it was a nervy 2-1 win. I mean, this Celtic team is capable of doing what they've done at Celtic Park and winning 4 nothing. Ibrox, I don't, I doubt that'll happen. I, I, I just, for various reasons, but they're more than capable of doing it. And no, for me, it's a, it's a must win. Technically, it's not. But, I mean, I think for a multitude of other reasons, as I must win, like for the optics alone, it'd be huge to go 12 points clear in January. That'd be uh, massive for Celtic. I think the psychological factor's big here because, say, Rangers did get a result, then that's five wins out of five for them. And, you know, they'll start, as you say, the battle fever will come right into play. And this guy, Michael Beale, who... Sorry, Mick Beale, apparently. The guy that they said... Oh, no, you know what, he's, he's he's never going to win as a tight one or anything. If they do get a result on Monday, you can just imagine their fans getting worked into a frenzy, thinking they're the better team again and thinking the title race is right on. We can't afford to let them in it whatsoever. Just another wee thing that came into my head was like back in 2000, we suffered our first defeat of the season, wasn't it, under Martin O'Neill when they beat us 5-1. That Rangers side lost like three in a row in October and then they drew the week before against them Fairman away. Then they go and cuff his 5-1 at Ibrooks. That was just a, a fluke result, shall we say, and it didn't help when Tomo got sent off. But I think the big one was the 3-0 game in 2012. I mean, we were a man for man better than them. We were so far ahead in the league. And then we went and set up ridiculously. Lennon, you know, picked a, a stupid team. And Rangers were just rabid that day. They were ready to do anything to stop us winning and they did 3-0. The reason I don't think we'll be complacent getting into this one is it's just Ange is far too professional. I think Ange picks the right team for just about every game. All week Ange is just making sure that he's picking that right team at the weekend and I don't think this is going to be any different. Like Easter Road, there was all this talk about Jens coming in for CCV and other players getting game time ahead of players who are likely going to be starting at Ibrox, but Ange just treated that game as if it was Ibrox itself. He took it very seriously, and I think you'll be taking this game ultra seriously. Like For all we're nine points clear, John, I don't think that's going to really come into the manager's head. He will still be treating it as if we're neck and neck in a title race, and that's why I'm quite calm about it, because last season I was a bag of nerves going into that game and during the game, whereas with this one, of course, when the game kicks off, no doubt my head will be in my hands and I'll be pacing up and down and all that. You know what I'm like, John, watching these games. But certainly beforehand get into it, I'm not a bag of nerves at all. I feel quite relaxed. And a lot of that is just down to Ange Postecoglou. It's down to the players and it's down to the fact that we've got total trust in them as fans now. And you just know the manager will 100% set that team up correctly. Yeah, and as you said, I mean, the, the league isn't won. Whatever happens on Monday, I mean, even if we do win and go 12 points ahead, I don't think MD Celtic, even though inwardly they might think it's nearly done, they won't think that it's over. There's still loads and loads of games they play. I mean, if if there is anything to take for last season, I mean, you just look at our performances, like in the two of the games, like the, the Hamden semi-final and the game at Celtic Park, when we drew one each, they learned, they lessons to be learned, like not to be complacent there. Okay, I think it was due to injuries, really that we lost the semi-final, but I mean, we didn't take our chances in the game at Celtic Park, the one each draw, but we didn't really play all that well saying half, maybe complacency crept in because I mean, like we practically won the league, I mean, as long as we avoided defeat, and 
I think that Celtic have learned lessons for those games, and I think Celtic will more than anything. As you say, it's psychological. If Rangers do get a win, they'll start all the usual. Oh, Michael Beale knows how to manage, knows how to deal with Ange, just like last season Van Bronckhurst magically knew how to deal with Ange, even though they didn't beat us over ninety minutes, and we hammered them again at the start of this season. So no, I think psychological. Uh, the psychological part of the game has got a lot to do with it, as it always has when it comes to Celtic and Rangers. It's often about what happens off the pitch as much as on the pitch. So, no, I, I just can't see he's being complacent. I just don't think this Celtic team's got it in them. They, I mean, if you even look at the fourth goal the all night, that was what started with McGregor, like, winning the ball, a ball that had no right to win against, I think, three Hibs players, and he passed it to Hitati and he set up Kyogo. I mean, and that's with Celtic 3-0 up. I mean, even with the game one, there was no complacency. And I think for the first minute on Sunday, okay, Rangers on Monday, okay, I think Rangers will, will come at us like Hibs did. And they've got better players than Hibs. But I just can't see this Celtic being complacent. I'll be shocked if we are. They know what to do. They know what's at stake. And now we should talk about the team that Andrew's going to pick for the game because he's got some interesting decisions to make. So Joe Hart, that's a default, isn't it? We know he's going to start. I suspect Greg Taylor is going to be starting the left back alongside CCV and Starfelt. Right back, we'll come into that later. I, it can't be Hitati. But I just wonder how fit Juranovic is. I believe he's had a couple of training sessions now. I personally would be starting Juranovic. He's our best right back. He's our best option there. That's how I'd be going with anyway. I'll get your thoughts on that. But I'll come on to midfield now where I think it will be Callum McGregor, the real Hitati. And I can't choose between Moy and O'Reilly. Adam Moy has been fantastic. And, you know, we saw high level games, John, in the World Cup against Tunisia. He was outstanding for Australia. And this is going to be a very high tempo, high energy game as well. But Adam Moy has just shown in the last few games that he's more than capable of adapting and fitting into the Celtic team and playing in these games. I would personally go with Moy over O'Reilly, but it's a real 50-50 and I don't know who the manager's going to go with. I'll get your thoughts on it in a second. And up front, I would have Dyson on the left. He was remarkable and he's been in sensational form, but he was remarkable in the last game at Ibrox, and I think that will really play on their minds. The space he's going to get if they come at us will be ridiculous, so I would go with Dyson on the left. I think Kyogo, the goal-scoring form he's been in, he can't be dropped, and I know that GG has had three excellent games against them without scoring. He's really roughed them up, and he's been a physical presence, but I think the manager is going to go with Kyogo there, and you really can't drop the guy after his last few performances in front of goal for us. And on the right, it's a toughie because Leela Bada has got previous against them. But I think it should be Jota. Jota up against Barisic or Devine. He will tear them apart, whoever it is. He's certainly the best wide player in the league when he's on form. That's who I go with. Hart, Juranovic, CCV, Starfield, Taylor, McGregor, Moy, Hitati, Jota, Kyogo and Maeda. John, over to you. Well, I'd pick almost the exact same team. I would... Definitely go for a uh, JJ, but we'll talk about him more in a wee minute. I think Greg Taylor will be fit. I know he went off the all night, but I wouldn't play Bernabeu in this game because I, he couldn't really. I think he's a good player. He's done well for us, but I mean, when he played Tynecastle, he found it difficult. And going to Ibrox is far more difficult than Tynecastle. I mean, midfield, I would go for Moy, but I think he might start O'Reilly and I wouldn't because I don't think O'Reilly's really playing that well this season and I know you're thinking how can I just drop a guy that scored two goals but he's done that before the 
guys have had great games and nobody in the team the next, the next game. So that's an option, I think. I think it'll probably be O'Reilly. I think it'll be Hitati and McGregor. I mean, Hitati has to play in midfield. Okay, done good at right back against Hibs in St. Johnson, but even though we do think we are better than Rangers, that Rangers are a much more tougher proposition than Hibs or St. Johnson. Let's, let's be real here. I mean, he, he can't play there. And, I mean, up front, I definitely think it'll be Dyson. And, I mean, he was remarkable by Ibrooks last season. That goal the night was superb. And I just think like, he's what rate and pace. If he takes his chances, he could have a field day. I mean, that was his problem against Rangers last year. He missed too many chances. He was in position, but he kept missing chances. Kyogo definitely start. I mean, I know we were sort of down on him a couple of weeks ago, but he has came to four minutes at lane. I mean... If he wants to be considered as a Celtic, a great Celtic striker, he has to do it against Rangers and in Europe. And I mean, in the Champions League, he was found wanting. But if he's smart and makes the runs that he know he can make, he can have a great game. He's he has to take his chances as well, though, because he has got a propensity for missing great chances. And on the wing, I would go for a badder, but just like you, I think it'll be Jota because, as you see, a badder has got a great record against Rangers. Three goals he scored against them. He was fantastic against him in the 4 no win in the season. But as you say, Jota, when he's on his game, is the best player in Scotland. I know he's had a quiet start since he came back. Well, I know he's had a quiet start since we came back for the World Cup. He's not really done much, but on his day, he is the best player in Scotland. And I think he'll start. So what are the team I think it'll be is... Well, no, I'll say the team I would pick. The team I would pick is Hart, Taylor, CCV, Starfield, JJ, midfield, uh, Moy, McGregor, and Tatati in up front, Kyogo with Abada and Dyson on the wings. But I think it'll be O'Reilly and I think it'll be Jota that start. We can't obviously neglect the fact that Rangers will have some threats themselves now if we ignore the fact that either referee and VAR will be their main outlet. For this one, with that Ibrox crowd roaring just about anything inside the box to be a penalty. We've touched on it before, and I know their fans um, can't go on the now, and a lot of them actually want rid of him. But one of the players that I do fear that when he turns up against us, he has a bit of a threat is Ryan Kent, and it's the reason why I would have Juranovic. I think Juranovic up against him has pretty much bodied him for the first occasion. Kent was out in the left, but Juranovic made his debut at Ibrox um, at left-back, so he wasn't directly up against them. It was Anthony Ralston, who actually played them very well. But, you know, after that, Juranovic has had him in his pocket every time, other than the fact that when we went 1-0 down last season, it was a simple ball inside them by Bassey that fed Kent, and he squared it to Ramsey to make it 1-0. But that is pretty much the only time Kent's ever got any joy against Juranovic. I think Juranovic, when you look at the Celtic players already this season, how they've reacted after the World Cup, Juranovic had the best World Cup out of every Celtic player, and I think he'll be on such a high. And if the speculation is correct, and it could be one of his final games for Celtic, to get out in a blaze of glory by you know, helping us go 12 points clear before he leaves would just be some sign-off, wouldn't it? But I'm not thinking about that in a personal level. It's more, you know, what he can do to help the team. And I do feel he's the best player up against a guy like Ryan Kent, who, as much as he's been a dud and his assists and goals this season have been laughable, John, you know what it's like up against us every single time. He's one of the few players they've got that genuinely is a threat. And I know you've said it before as well about him. So that's why I'd have Juranovic. Yeah, I mean, I think Kent's sort of been up and down for years. Apparently, he's played better 
since Michael Beals took over, I haven't really saw any of Rangers. I mean, I watched the last 10 minutes of the Aberdeen game and I did see the two goals. That's about all I've saw. I think they might be playing a bit better. I mean, I do know some Rangers fans that don't like him. But, I mean, we will need to keep them quiet. And I do think the Rangers will start in a frenzy just because they need to. Sort of similar on the way that Hibs did. And we need, we need to just keep calm during that. I mean, it's probably the way they started when we won at Ibrox 2-1. I mean, they started on top and then they scored, but we get that equaliser right away. So, if they do start, like, where well, we'll need to nip it in the bud. And I do think that JJ is our best right back. And he does have to play. I mean, maybe Alistair Johnson will be in the bench. That would be an interesting thing to look at. Because I don't think Ralston will be involved. Maybe Johnson will be on the bench. And as you say, I mean, it would be a great way for uh, JJ, who I think we all know is leaving, no matter what MD says. If it was his last game, he helped Celtic go 12 points clear. Maybe even GG as well, one of his last games. His last game against Rangers, he could pop up with a goal, maybe. A key goal as a, a sub, who knows. But no, Juranovic has to play because he's Celtic's best right back. And... I think he will play as well. Gigi, we already mentioned the fact that he has been fantastic against Rangers in his last three appearances without even scoring against them. There's divided opinion on him so far among the support in the last sort of week or so after his uh, strange Instagram post. And you've got the body language experts saying that he doesn't care now all of a sudden. I personally think that's all done on since I still really like Gigi. I would not like him to leave, but a couple of journalists who, don't want to say in the know, but they've had more sort of successes and fails when it comes to transfer speculation and rumours are saying that Gigi is probably going to be away in the next couple of weeks. Again, be massive for him if he could sign off with a goal against them or just helping us to maintain a 12-point lead over them. What's your take on the whole thing with Gigi, John? Because me and you both love him. Um, I think he's been brilliant for Celtic, but at the same time, you know, if the guy doesn't want to be here and there's stuff going on in the background with him and the club at loggerheads, then the best thing for Celtic is to cut losses with him. And it's a shame because we both rate him highly, but you'd still like to see him involved because he can offer a lot on Monday. I think you'll be leaving in January. To tell you the truth, I mean, there's no smoke without fire. There's, I've seen some scribes <laughs> say that the ones that have got a good record with Celtic saying that he's probably going to leave. So I, I do think he will leave. I think this will be his last game against Rangers. I can only see him getting on if uh, Q. I think he will go on. He will. I'm sure he will go on if Kyogo like tires or gets injured. And like he always gets on every game. It'll just be interesting to see when he gets on because it used to be 60 minutes. It's been getting later and later. I mean, I doubt I'll be like waiting until the 80th minute in this case, unless we're like three nothing up or something. But no, I'd be good if he. I mean, he's been so good against Rangers. The only thing he's missing is a goal. And just like with JJ, it'd be a great way for Jackie Marcus to leave Celtic, but. Helmers beat Rangers and as a striker, getting his first goal against them, he's deserved it with the way he's played against them. But I do think we're coming towards the end of his Celtic career and we're linked with a lot of strikers. So I'd imagine that we'll be buying a striker in, a couple, in the next few weeks and he'll leave us like a cult hero, I suppose, because he wasn't here for long, but he did play a big part in the Helmers win the league last season. So good luck to him if he does go. Yep, and obviously if JJ and Gigi do leave, we'll have to cover that. And we'll cover our new signings that we've made as well. Incredible business. Ange was saying last season how he's not a patient man and just doesn't like things to drag out. And he said he wanted to learn from the transfer window in September 2021 when he got three players in the last day. Said it wasn't ideal at all. And ever since, he's just been way ahead of the curve, getting players like months in advance. It's just fantastic business and good to see. I don't know if any of our new signings will make an impact or even feature on Monday. If they do, we'll cover that in the review. In a nutshell, 
think all we need to really do to stop Rangers joining is when you look at it, all the assists are from Barisic and Tavernier. If you stop them, you pretty much stop Rangers. I'm still going to be faithful to what I predicted a couple of weeks ago, John, when we did a competition. You can remind the viewers how that's going so far and who's in the lead. But I think it will be a draw, so I'm going to say it will be one each. That's what I went for. My heart says Celtic will do it 3-1. I think in my head it's going to be a draw. And I take that right away. As long as we stay nine points clear, that's all that matters. John, over to you for your prediction. Are you going to change it? Are you going to stick with it? Let the audience know who's in the lead so far. Well, none is in the lead because it's four each in the prediction competition. We've both, we've both got every score line right, but none is have got the correct, not every result right, but not the correct score. So it's four each with two games to go. I went for 2-1. I'll stick by that because you need to stick by it by the rules of competition. But I think we might actually win two nothing or even three nothing. So that's what I really think. But obviously, in the rules of the competition, that was made a long time ago. So I suppose I need to stick with two one. But I'm confident we'll win. So thank you, Stevie, and thanks for all listeners as usual. You know where to find us in all the podcast platforms by now. We've been doing the podcast long enough. You can leave us five stars. Tell us how great we are. Leave us loads of good reviews. We'll be back with the review of the game on Tuesday, which hopefully we'll be watching together in a pub if we can find somewhere. And as long as I'm able to get out of my sick bed, which uh, the prospect of buying people drink, I might need to go back into my sick bed. Only time will tell. But thanks to everybody for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. And hail, hail. Podcast Network.